Do you guys ever get nervous about talking to each other about sex? No. Oh, no, she knows everything. Wow. Yeah. No, I always, talk, I always say everything. Wow. Yeah, but I'm just uh, worried that mum's listening to yeah, this. Yeah, that's what I'm like. <laughs> yeah, tell her, not this episode. one. Not this one, Not mom. this one, mummy. Hey everyone, you are listening to G Thanks, a Spotify original podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Georgia. So this is not really our usual episode of G Thanks, is it, George? No, it's not. So if we have any young kiddos listening, young kids, um, we recommend maybe not listening to this episode and maybe listening to another episode because we do talk about a lot of mature themes in this podcast. So if you're a little kid, this isn't totally PG. But in saying that, we did talk to Rowdy Walden from Search Engine Sex, a Spotify original podcast, and things did get a bit rowdy. So keep listening. Welcome on the show. Gee, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him go. He's on fire. Already <laughs> picking it up. <laughs> Would you like to tell our listeners a bit about yourself and a bit about your podcast? Oh, um, Search Engine Sex is... Oh, is it sex education? I don't know. It's a I sex... think it is. Thank you. With a twist. With a twist. <laughs> it's a sex podcast that basically answers the most Googled sex questions. So we have episodes, um, everything from is there someone better out there for me all the way down to how to get a bigger penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not one that I've Googled. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so how did you actually like start Search Engine Sex? Like where did you get this idea from? Um, well, look, I don't know about you guys, but I frequently Google any medical problem that I have. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, I think it's a common thing for people our age. <laughs> yes, I'm as young as you. <laughs> pain in my, in my tummy. I'm pregnant. It's got to be optical cancer. Exactly. It's either, it's never... Never in between. Never in between. And so I think it's a common thing for people. You know, it's that, that initial checking of like, is this an emergency or can yeah. I can <laughs> yeah. I can I just make an appointment? Am I and gonna go, live another day? Yeah. Can I just make right. an appointment later and sort it out? Um so basically that's where it came from. I like yeah. was like, surely other people are doing this. <laughs> and then I found this list of like the uh, most Googled sex. Well, questions. I was I was surprised at the at the one, how do you put it in? Yeah. yeah. I was like, people people actually don't know. What? I think the title of it was how to put a male organ into a female organ. Yeah. And it's I kind of like, how is that Googled? Like, that is so technical. It sounds like a scientist <laughs> has wrote that. It's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I thought it was innate. Like, I thought, like, as humans, we would figure it out yeah. when push come to shove. But obviously, I think it might <laughs> have been. <laughs> um, never shove it in. I think that maybe it, it, it might have been. Younger people trying to work around yeah, their parents' like filter, yeah, ah. wanting to know what, yeah, Bob yeah. and Virgin, <laughs> Bob and Virgin, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we absolutely love your podcast. Me and Georgia have been listening to it, um, and I think it's amazing how you've got that um, queer perspective as well that really helps educate so many young people who are in the same position or who don't know what they want. And I think that it's amazing how young kids still like nowadays have these resources because there is no education on on queer sex on on anything like that in the education system i haven't been to school in a very long time (laughs) (laughs) um probably i mean i think maybe it's probably better yeah it's probably better than what we than when we went to school yeah but I think it is amazing that it's got also opinion-based um, knowledge as well and uh, experiences on your podcast. Yeah, I think we all, you know, learn about sex from our friends the older we oh, get, yeah. don't we? You know, like you, you talk to your friends about what you yeah. do or like 
when something's gone wrong or if you want to try something. Why am I bleeding? <laughs> Why can I not walk? Um, you know. Why is my leg shaking? Exactly. <laughs> I sometimes think that sex is best learnt from your friends. Yeah. Um, because it's less clinical. And so I tried yeah, to bring I tried to bring yeah. that to the podcast. Mm. You know, we have people like Abby and Flex Mummy on who are like just using their life experience to yeah, hopefully to give educate. you a bit of yeah, yeah, give you a bit of an insight into, you know, often we feel like we're the only ones that are going through. Yes. Especially relationship stuff, but like all men are shit. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether you're gay or straight, they're all shit. As we all know, Mardi Gras just happened. I know that we were all having a little dance in our in our a seats. Boogie. In I'm our seats. Sitting we down. Were sitting down. I'm still hungover. <laughs> Professional. Me too. I've got glitter in orifices still. Oh. Ooh. In crevices you didn't even know existed. Didn't even know I existed. Right. Glitter goes everywhere. everywhere. That's how you get back in an ex. You put glitter in the um, air conduct. Or I saw that on you TikTok. you can just be mature about it and not do anything. I know. So. I'm not saying I've done that before. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a really good idea if, you cheat on, <laughs> if they cheated on you. So, yeah, Mardi Gras has come and gone, but we don't know a lot about it. I myself have only been once and I wasn't really on a float or in there, you know. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Mardi Gras? Sure. So Mardi Gras basically started as a protest back in 1979. Yeah. Wow. That um, long ago. So long ago. Jeez. Uh, well, not that long ago, but like feels like it uh, feels ago. like a long yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, and it was this big protest, basically like reclaiming. There was a lot of political stuff happening at the time um, in terms of like gay rights in Australia. Mm. Um, so there was a big, uh, big protest, um, which actually ended in a really shit night for a lot of mm. people. Police were arresting people, um, throwing people in jail. There was sort of an act at the time in New South Wales law that said that police could arrest people. Um, based on these really shit reasons. For being queer? Yeah, basically. Oh, um, so it, it kind of, it, it was a moment in history where queer people were st- sort of trying to fight for their rights again. Yeah. Um, probably, I guess, like maybe semi, uh, you know, a moment that started Australian queer rights. Yeah. Because from that night, um, protests kept happening and um, eventually the legislation in New South Wales changed. Um, Isn't it crazy from that date to three years ago, 2017, it took that long for the yes vote to come, like took that long stupid for people sh- to have the same rights as straight people. Totally. And that like is insane. from 79 um, to, well, 78, 79 to now, um, I, you know, I guess Mardi Gras has sort of been the thing that underpins yeah. um, queer history and, you and know, the protests and, and the, you know, the queer rights in Australia. But I guess from 79, um, there's been a lot of conversation at the moment about like, what is the point of Mardi Gras? Like, why does Mardi Gras still exist? It used to be a protest and now it's just like corporate. A celebration. Yeah. It's, it's a it's celebration. Like, it's for advocacy. People yeah. still celebrate bloody Australia Day even though we shouldn't uh, be doing that. But I, yeah. yeah. But I guess it's it's come a long way from being a protest to this celebration or like, yeah, you know, people right. are saying that it's a bit too corporate, corporatized yeah, now. Right. Um, it's not just the parade. Like within the month of Mardi Gras, there's like Fair Day and film, the queer film festivals on. There's like events, uh, you know, comedy nights that sort of are highlighting queer um, stuff in when Australia. Is, when is the Wear It Purple Day? Is that within that month um, as well? I think that's in August. Oh, okay. So it's not within that month. No. Right. Um, but it's, it's Mardi Gras in Australia has become like a queer and gay moment like everyone around the world or around Australia travels to come to it like it's yeah. it's become this big in sort Australia of, yeah people come from all over Australia wow. to go yeah it's huge shit I didn't um, know that I didn't yeah. know that we had like one of the one of the best parades or something yeah serious yeah wow so I yeah Australia's uh history with queer pride has sort of 
come a long way, I guess, from yeah. 78, 79. Um, and Sydney put a bid in to uh, be the host of World Pride, which is basically the Gay Olympics. Oh, um, we love that. Yeah, yeah. and so in 2023, <laughs> it's going to be in Australia, which is wow. like going to be a massive tourist thing and, you know, a big celebration of uh, – Pride and gayness. It's like the Olympics, but with a bit more glitter. A bit more glitter. <laughs> a bit more glitter. Less, um, I was going to say less drugs, but maybe the same amount of dopamine. I don't know. Yeah, no, I was just going to say it, it still baffles me that it took like that long. It, 2017, it was only three years ago. It took that four long. Now, four now. Four. Sorry. Four <laughs> years ago. Oh my God, it's 2021. It took like four years ago. It took that long for the for the vote to finally come through. And it just, it. I always thought it was stupid how we had to vote for people's rights. Like that just seems so outdated. Doesn't and also seem like, like not a non-binding vote. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Like, and most people, like I couldn't vote at that time because I right. was 17. Like Gosh. I was just not like able to vote and there was only a few people uh, in year 12 that could vote and we were like I remember everyone being like what are you gonna vote for you better be voting yes like and because we went to quite like a conservative Christian school mm. so everyone was like like the few the fair few people that could could vote like everyone kind of gave them shit if they weren't gonna vote yes but for good reason know, yeah for good reason but like um, I remember being yeah, a bit frustrated that like why can't the why younger was it people, even a vote? But why yeah, and why was it even a vote? And why can't the younger people who are more aware of themselves yeah. and more like who who it's their future? Why it, can't yeah, the younger people af- vote for their future? You guys I hated more. I hated how like people were voting no. I was like why? Like it is honestly if two people who love each other can't marry like are gonna marry it is not any of your business unless you are there at the ceremony and like it's really just annoying you that two people are in love leave leave like (laughs) but that's the thing this vote is not going to affect them personally so why vote no and and ruin someone's happiness when like it doesn't freaking affect you (laughs) oh but they they have their reasons oh apparently of course (laughs) so as we were talking about before with your podcast um you know it's the most googled questions of the stuff you answer um do you find that you know, the questions that are sent into you and sent into your podcast um, are different when it comes from straight people and when it comes from queer people. The big thing with um, searching the sex that I really wanted to like make a point when I was making it is that as a gay person, when I would Google or look up any question, uh, whether it was an article or like a video online, it was always like, a man and a, a, yeah, a man and a woman having sex. And while sex is the same, no matter your gender, it is very like heterosexual. Mm. Um, so in search engine sex, you probably notice that we never talk about male and females, or yeah. we, we try not to. There are yeah. some instances where like it's in the question, or like it's someone's personal experience, but it's always um, genital focused. Yeah. yeah. So it's Person like a penis a and a vagina, yeah. or like yeah. someone with a penis might do this. Um, Which is very inclusive. I I don't think the questions are different at all. I think back in the day, eating ass might have been considered a gay thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I don't think that the questions that people ask these days are based on their sexuality. I think we've all just become a bit more accepting. That's good. Women have been having their ass eaten or eating (laughs) ass in... In private forever, I reckon. <laughs> it's just now that we've become like more comfortable talking about it and we right. don't we don't think of these acts as gay, like anal. Yeah. Anyone can have anal. Like everyone has everyone a butthole. Everyone has a butthole. Everyone yeah. has one. Um so I think 
I think the line is blurred between like gay sex and straight sex. Yeah, I think I was listening to a po- uh, different podcast the other day. Rude. Um, I know, sorry, <laughs> fake fan, fake fan. But um, she was in, she was uh, it's, it's another sex podcast. She was um interviewing a guy and she was talking about how uh, in a heterosexual relationship, girls um fondling with the males um. And um, the guy was like, no, no, like that's that's that's, that's not right. He didn't say that, but he he was kind of like, personally, I I don't like doing it because it feels submissive. Mm. Um, and I think it's a, it's a big stigma around like guys can't be submissive. And I'm like, why? Like it's it's I know I've been with people before, just like not sexually, but just like where they've been upset and they've cried to me and I've hugged them and I've felt really connected with them even though they were showing their emotional side and they were being Yeah, because they're showing their human side. They were showing their human side and it made me like them even more because I, I felt like I could connect with them emotionally and they were showing some damn emotion. Like, yeah. And yeah. I think there's it's so, it's so annoying how there's such a stigma around it, you know, it's gay. Yeah. yeah. I think there are like you can be a dominant person or you can be a submissive person and not like the other side. Mm, mm. But I think when it comes to like, you know, men not wanting their prostate touched, you're really missing out. <laughs> like if there's, if there's anyone listening. Listen up. It's like. It, it's, it's a G spot. It'd be like, like, it'd be like not G-spot. touching the clitoris basically. That's wow. ridiculous. Yeah. Crazy. yeah I've, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys ever get nervous about talking to each other about sex? No. Oh no, she knows everything. Wow. Yeah. No, I always, talk, I always say everything. Wow. Yeah, but I'm just uh, worried that mum's listening to this. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> yeah, tell she her, not this one. Episode. Not this one, <laughs> Not this mom. one, mummy. Um, <laughs> but no, I was going to say, yeah, like I've always thought that's so strange and yeah. it's, so, it's almost a bit sad because it's like you've got this awesome You're part. You've got this awesome part of your body that is designed to make you feel good. It doesn't It's lit- It doesn't have to be linked with that at all. Like, yeah. It, yeah. like it's, it's there for a reason. And I don't know, if you're – if you're in a heterosexual relationship, how how is anything you do in that, you know, gay queer. or queer? Like, but even if it was, what the? Yeah, I, I mean, know. if you took like all the stigma and the like gender and the construct about sex away from it and just mm. looked at it from an anatomical point of view, it makes so much sense. You'd be you'd be touching <laughs> the penis and the anus. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and for a, someone that has a vagina, you'd be touching the vagina the anus, the boobs. Like it's just, yeah, yeah. you know, if you if you break it down to the most simple, we did an episode on um, what does an orgasm feel like? Yeah, and we, we had this. We did listen to Yeah, that. we had this great um, person, Euphemia, like guide us through the body of like mm. what to do. I, I, love little, the I love the little sound effects, little beep beep. Thank and you. And next stop. <laughs> I liked how she said there was, there was a nerve, nerve ending in your nose. Yeah. What? I that's found why, that so funny. That's why picking your nose feels good. It's like a little mini orgasm. <laughs> I'm like. Yeah. Side note. Or oh, scratching your nose. It's yeah. like, you're like, ooh. I can't believe that, like, guys, because, like, obviously the, the clitoral. So what's a sneeze then? Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously, like. Do you need to step out for a yeah. minute, George? <laughs> <laughs> the clitoral nerves for a, a girl is obviously they're, they're, they've got a lot of nerve endings yep. in there. I think it, you said that on your podcast it was, like, 4,000 or 8,000 or something. Yeah. Um, and the guys is only, like, is half of that. So. I can't imagine that, like, guys are missing out on all those nerve endings. That's a really um, strange thing to have to do with a partner as well. Mm. It'd be like, it's very hard to give uh, positive consent, yes, isn't it? Like, yeah. I really want this done to me. I know that before you know, so I felt... sounding bossy. Yeah. Or without sounding like, I don't like that. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's very hard. I think I've been in a relationship before where I've wanted something different or, um, you know, something felt uncomfortable, but... 
it was almost more uncomfortable to ask them to change or tell them that it was uncomfortable because, um, you know, sex is so taboo and like um, taboo. You know what you have to do? What? Tell them. Oh, I did. I ended up telling yeah. them. But like, it was more just like, oh, I don't really like it when you do this. It makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it, it's nervous. It's, it's nerve wracking having to like give your partner critiques. Yeah. I guess it's more. It was, I've found it's it's more like it's weird that it's more. It's easier to tell someone that you're not like dating what to do than like someone you're you're dating. Yeah. You I, know mean, what I mean. Yeah. I mean, now like, why is that? I think navigating casual sex is like two people knowing what's about to happen. Mm. You know, we've both walked into Coles and we're going to get milk. Right. Where like with your with your partner, you get, do you want light cream? Like, you do you want light or skim, soy skim? Almond. I, I just want to make you happy. Yeah. You 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 only matter. <laughs> but but honestly, you'll have so much. It sounds weird to be like, hey, just have a conversation. But if you uh, if yeah. you're like, hey, let's do this tonight. Mm. Conversation, conversation ended then we you know yeah. you know what i mean it's like it's such a i think if you can't have it's a more a positive experience for everyone because you're not laying there being like oh i wish they would do this or like <laughs> i've been in a situation before where i'm laying there and someone's kissing me and i'm just not enjoying it like they were just kissing me and i was just like your head's not in it doll yeah no they, it, i just kind of was laying there i was like when is it gonna stop <laughs> like, i wonder if lavender's in season yeah <laughs> it literally and it's because like I think if you're not comfortable enough to have a mature conversation with that person, you shouldn't be intimate with them. You shouldn't mm. be like having that because um, you're obviously not ready. And I think that being intimate is such a special thing. And obviously like you do you boo, but like I think being mature enough to have those conversations and communicate is just as important as being mature enough in the bedroom. Yeah, for sure. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So obviously a lot of things um, to do with, you know, the queer community and even just like uh, love, sex and dating these mm. days is so different um, from 10 years ago to now. Um, you know, like dating apps. Uh, have you ever, you know, fondled in a dating app before? I know oh, I, I have. use that word. Fondled. <laughs> well. Uh, I like, like fondle. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves a good fondle. Yeah. So like let's talk about the differences between say Tinder and like, um, is it Bumble? Um, well, you've got Tinder, Grindr, Bumble, Scruff, Grinder, Plenty of Fish. Ooh, we're Ooh. Red light. How do you? Scruff. <laughs> we're so straight. I want to know. No. Yeah, I, that's bit, that? what the hell. Ooh. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I want to know the difference between, like, say, a straight dating app and a queer dating app because mm. I know um, with a straight dating app, I got a lot of messages I was very uncomfortable about. One compared me to a Rubik's cube, and I was kind of wait. What was the what was the comparison? Say it. Spill uh, the tea. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say it, but you can say it. Say it and then out. say their name. <laughs> I, I, can't, I could not remember the name. I think I screenshotted it because it was so funny. So one just said, I, I want to unsolve you like a Rubik's Cube. or like no, I want to play with you like a Rubik's Cube. And I just... That doesn't sound like they know their way around the body They at definitely all. don't. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you, if the clitoris is quite the Rubik's Cube in flicking itself. flicking and twisting my vagina, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I think I would be too. Uh, if you're on the straight side of Tinder, it can be uh, quite for for a girl anyway. Receiving messages, it can be quite um, intimidating. intimidating. So mm. I want to know if like you've had experiences on dating apps because you know that's the world we live in these days, especially with Corona. Yeah, a lot of people are using the them. Yeah. Oh, well, I think dating apps for um, straight and gay people are the same. Like the yeah. the act of dating and you know Tinder and Bumble and Hinge are the same. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess like in gay dating you have another kind of app which is like a a 
casual encounter app like mm. Scruff or Grinder um, or Hornet. There's a whole bunch of them. One's called Squirt. Um, so I, <laughs> that's I, pretty straightforward, isn't it? It's pretty straightforward. I guess they're 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 probably more fast moving, mm-hmm. um, and you know people use them for sex. People use them for dating. Um, I think they're the superior app because there's less. Of course, I think they're superior. Um, there's less uh, misogynistic men. Sorry, um, I, less faffing about. You know, yeah. on Tinder, you have to swipe and then wait for the other person on Hinge. You have to answer a question or like do something stupid. These are just like tiles of faces, and you pick one and you have a bit of a convo. And if you like each other, it's just a bit more sex. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to get a drink? You know, like yeah. it's just all yeah. a bit um, easier. Right, yeah, okay. Have you ever had like a, let's just say like a horror dating story from like an online like date or like a terrible message you've ever gotten? I was wondering when the time would come to tell this on the (gasps) public record. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I've I've never told this story. Oh, not even on your podcast? No. Oh, go ahead. One day I thought this story would form the basis of a comedy extravaganza called Bodily Fluids where I would just talk about all of the bodily fluids that I've encountered. Oh, okay. Um, How many are there? You're really, you're really... Really leaving it on a cliffhanger. Piss, semen, blood, uh, poo, like, saliva. There's, there's a, lots. There's a clear there's pus. A, oh, okay. There's lots of pus. <laughs> there's lots of. Pus. I really went there. I feel like that is the grossest. Tears. <laughs> Tears. <laughs> so much comes out of the body. Um, did I say come? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Put come in there twice. Um, semen and come. <laughs> uh, so I met this um, man. <laughs> gentleman caller on an app that I really fancied, aka like I thought they were attractive. Yeah, which is all you're really basing it off before oh, you meet 100%. someone, isn't it? It's very superficial. Very superficial. You lure them in with the with the with the looks, looks, and then you hit them with the personality. Yeah, yeah. I might be a a, a total a dick. five out of ten, but my personality makes up for it. You know, <laughs> I might be a five out of ten, but I have my dog on my profile. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I uh, arranged to meet this guy at a pub. And um, he didn't turn up for ages. And I was just like standing in the rain and I was like, oh. It's like one of those main character moments. I'm standing in the rain. And Uh, then I decided that I'm going to be in love with myself and you walked away. (laughs) I'll tell you now, I'm the main character in this story, but it's not a good story. It's the show where you go, oh, that poor main character. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you, f- you want to cry for them. Uh, or cringe. <laughs> so right. he eventually turns up and he's like, I'm so sorry that I'm late. How late was he? Half hour. Ooh. I should have left. I that was the first warning yeah. sign. Um, we get a drink. We sit down. He's like, do you want to get some food? I was like, sure. He's like, I had a coffee today accidentally. Um, I know where this is going. <laughs> do you? Oh, fuck. Strap oh, in. wait. Strap okay. In. Yeah, I can kind of... <laughs> I had a coffee today accidentally. I got a thing from Gloria Jeans on Starbucks and I didn't like I didn't realize it had coffee in it and so I've been feeling upset all day and he was like, "Oh, uh, maybe we should get some food to like calm my stomach down." So we're having a drink. We order some food. I think there was like nachos and like something else. Oh yeah. Whatever. Now I'm hungry. Lunch. And yeah, can we get lunch? Hi. <laughs> Guzman. Um, oh. And then he was like, "I just have to go to the bathroom. I'll be back." Go to the bathroom. Doesn't come back. <gasps> I'm just sitting there, like minutes. You're kidding. I've gone by. The food comes. <laughs> so I was just sitting there doing the polite thing of like breaking a little bit of the chip off. Like, <laughs> so it didn't. So when he came back, it didn't look like. Yeah, my yeah mate. all the corners of the chip. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just giving the Doritos a haircut. <laughs> um, 
and I, trimming. I, at that point, that was when I was like, I, he's gone. He's gone out the bathroom window. Right. I obviously don't look like my pictures. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he comes back. Oh. How long has this been? Uh, 20 minutes. Oh, Ooh. you're kidding. That's a yeah. long shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, he's like, I'm so, so, so sorry. I really don't feel well. And I was like, oh, do you want to go home? And he was like, no, 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 no. Um, I was like, oh, maybe have something to eat. Maybe that'll make you feel better. And he said, this was also a red flag. He said, do you know what would make me feel better is if we kissed. And I was like, uh-huh. when I when I say that out loud now, I'm like, oh, that's so cringe. <laughs> but at the time I was like, I've been sitting here for 20 minutes. <laughs> like, Let's get some action. Come yeah. on. Yeah. You know? And so we started making out in this pub and I'm not a fan of PDA, but yeah. here I was, you know. Yeah. Um, a few, few drinks down. A few drinks down. He'd been gone. I was like, cash in on this moment. We're making out. And then feel saliva in your mouth at the moment. See how it's like wet and like slippery and thin? Yeah. Mm. Something entered my mouth that was thick and chunky and grainy. <gasps> and I panicked and I swallowed and I pulled back. And he, I, I, he, I was looking at him with absolute fear. And he said to me, I think I just vomited in your mouth. <gasps> oh! <laughs> I'm gagging. I'm you swallowed it. And I said, yes. And I think I swallowed it. <laughs> we, oh. we never saw each other again. Oh, I can imagine. My God. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a whole poo Douche. story. No. Yeah. That oh. was too obvious. See what I mean? Now you think now, poor main character. That, yeah, that's That's true. quite the story. Oh, that's hilarious. I genuinely gagged when I thought of vomiting at one <laughs> of those people. That I, yeah. Oh. Oh my god! So I swallowed someone's vomit. Oh my, that was my the, my dating story. Now your immune system is higher than everyone else. Corona who? Cor- exactly. <laughs> Didn't you feel his like <laughs> cheeks puff up like when you were kissing him? Yeah, I mean, like, like, was it like a- <laughs> no, I think it was that like that like stomach bile, you know? Oh, oh the one that burns. Yeah. Oof. It was so like grainy mustard. Did it feel uh, like, did you have vodka? Like where'd the vodka come from? I was like, why have you been eating mustard in the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe Wow. I'm rank. No, no you're not, not you. Him. Him. <laughs> you you're crazy. the polite one do for you, swallowing the you, vomit <laughs> and not being like. <laughs> do, you, do you think spitting or swallowing is, wait, wait, wait. No. Vomiting. Do you think vomiting on the table or in my mouth is worse? I think on the vomiting b- in someone's mouth is worse. Yeah, I mean, full stop, <laughs> um, period. But <laughs> I would have done it into like a napkin or something. Did you vomit afterwards? No, like I, I would have I strong just took, stomach. took a swig of my beer and I was like, cheers. Well, that's a first. How long did you stay after that happened? Um, it was very. It was a very quick wrap up after that. Yes. Yeah. I, I think you, for him, you can't come back. I for me, go, I just look gross. I need to go get some Listerine. Yeah. <laughs> I did actually go to the doctor and um, I was like, I, I, this is what's happened. <laughs> Can you just make sure that I haven't caught anything? Oh my god. That's. I, I don't think how- you. I don't think you can catch any diseases from swallowing vomit. But I was like petrified. Just food I mean, someone else been, vomit though. Yeah, I'd be worried. Yeah, good idea to go to the doctor. Yeah, I'd be petrified. <laughs> <You're> like, <"Ooh." laughs> I anyway, know derailed I- your cute little podcast. <laughs> no, that was <laughs> amazing. I loved that. I love that. That see, that's that's oh, I love that. I wish I had more bad experiences so I could have mm. funny stories to tell. I always say bad experiences lead to great stories. Yeah. Exactly, and that's exactly why you it gotta- just takes time. Oh, for sure. Mm. Yeah. So obviously that was a really <laughs> shit experience. <laughs> um, 
And I think, like, obviously that was nothing to do with, like, um, your sexuality. I think it's good to note that queer people, especially these days, yeah, they've got a lot more rights, but a lot of people just think, oh, yeah, like, everything's all good for queer people now, like, um, no need to worry about it. But no, like, we still need advocacy, we still need education on it. As someone a part of the LGBTQI plus community, what do you think are some of the challenges that we still face, even though we have fought so hard for, like, um, rights and advocacy for this group? Yeah, I think that if you're not gay and you exist in society outside of the gay, the queer community, you probably think that it's all good. Uh, but gay people in Australia still have uh, statistically higher rates of suicide. Mm, wow. um, so gay people are, are more likely to, you know, uh, harm themselves or kill themselves, particularly if they're 16 to 27 years old. Like the statistics are like crazy high it still baffles me that like there are still people out there that love to give people a hard time Mm. about being the way they are like Mm. i have friends um who are a lesbian couple and they're married and they said they they told me the other day like they still get discriminated against even in like the medical field like yeah um because they're they're pregnant at the moment which is awesome and i'm so excited for them um and you know they've they've told me like they've been spat on before and it's like but they don't like they wouldn't just I didn't even know this stuff. Like I asked him the other day, I was like, oh, I, I I, was listening to a podcast about like, you know, things that can happen to like gay people. I was like, has this ever happened to you? So she's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I've, yeah, we've crazy. been spat. I was like, what? Yeah. Like I think, that still happens? I think that like a lot of us probably, and the three of us included, probably live in a little bubble of like mm. in our circle, it's all good. But then, when, you know, when you scratch the surface, there are people that still really don't agree. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's really easy to think like, oh, everything's all good because, like, where the people I'm surrounded with are very supportive and inclusive. Like, obviously, I don't surround myself with people who aren't because, you know, you, I, I don't Yeah, people that align with your views. Much, yeah. yeah, and um, but then I, I, you know, I go on TikTok or Instagram or something and I follow uh, one of our friends, AJ. She's a trans woman mm-hmm. and she still daily gets comments you're not a real girl. You're a man. You're asking a, you're about her man. genitals. A- asking, yeah. asking about what's her, down there. What's down there? Yeah. Asking personal, inappropriate. Like you'd never ask a cis person that. You just like it's the lack of respect they have for someone a part of the LGBTQI plus community. Yeah. And it baffles me that there are still people out there who think like that because I'm surrounded by everyone who d- who doesn't. Yeah. So just- I, I always think back to the plebiscite where it was like people were like, oh, 68 or whatever percent of people voted yes. How great. But you have I to thought rem- it would have been higher. Well, you yeah, have, me yeah, too. You have to remember that 38, almost 40%, which is almost half the population of Australia, still, still didn't want crazy. gay people to have rights. And it sounds weird to be like hooking into this like, oh, it's just marriage. Does it even matter? But it, it's it's much more it's beyond that. Rights. It's It's voting on basic human rights for for people who are slightly different, like, but we're all different. And I, uh, it, all it makes same, me though. angry. It, it, I, I need to stop talking about it because it makes me yeah. genuinely angry. It's also especially harder for people who are indigenous or live in rural or remote communities. Like they don't have, you know, if someone. Those support network. Yeah. If you're yeah. Uh, having those thoughts or you're having a difficult time navigating your sexuality out in the country or, you know, in remote communities. Yeah, I've heard of that. There's, it's still not yeah, really accepted. The communities are probably not as accepting. You don't have the same access to um, mental or, like, sexual health services. Mm. So I think there's still a long way to go. And, like, things like Mardi Gras are a great celebration, but I think it's also a time to uh, reflect and sort of, you know, if you're gay but even if you're cis to, like, take stock of what's really going on here and like yeah it's a great party but like let's have a look at all the other events that are going on Mm. and and how can us as like cis like 
women um, be an ally, like an active ally for people part of the LGBTQIA plus community without like, because um, obviously we don't know how it feels to be a part of that community, but obviously want to be there for them. Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing that helps any minority if you're trying to be an ally is like doing the education yourself. Mm-hmm. Like don't come to me with your sorry, not just me, but like, don't go to someone with, um, (laughs) don't go to someone with, with the expectation that they're going to educate you. They're queer. And especially this time of year, they're, they've probably got, you know, their emotions are quite high. They're going through a lot if they're not dealing with it very well, or they might've had past trauma in the past related to it. So I think the best thing to do is like use what you have and your tools to educate yourself and others. Mm, Um, because I think it's like, even in this like weird fake news world, uh, the, I think the best way to get through to people is like one-on-one direct conversations. Yeah. yeah. Like that's how real change happens, isn't it? So we do have a lot of listeners that are still discovering their sexuality. So if we, if you could go back in time and talk to your 18-year-old self, Rowdy, what are a few things that you would um, like, what, tell a yourself. few pieces of advice that you tell yourself? I think the biggest piece of advice um, that I would give myself is it doesn't matter because in 10 years or in 10 minutes or in 10 seconds, no one will care. Yeah. And everyone, including yourself, will have moved on. Yeah. So just do it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what that is. Sooner the better. Leave that up to interpretation. Okay. I just do it. Like there are so many things that I think back and I'm like, oh, if, I, if only I had done that sooner or if I had done this or, you know, it might seem like a really big deal at the time. And it is because yeah. it's your life. Yeah. But it, no, one, no one's going to care and you're not going to care down the track. Okay. Mm. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. So when did you actually know, like, you were queer or come out as queer? Um, since the dawn of time. I think you you don't have uh, the language to communicate it. Yeah. But you definitely know. Yeah. Yeah. I remember talking to, a, like, my coach, my um, cheerleading coach about it, and he was saying, like, it was just little things that, like – he didn't realize back then were like uh, flags or like something or not flags um indicators and indicators like where he said like when we'd play mums and dads I'd always be like the sister or the mum I would never be like the dad (laughs) or and he said like when like I'd always gravitate towards my sister's toys a lot of like he could have gravitated towards trucks and cars too but like he was he's saying he and when he played dress ups and stuff he'd always want to put on like more feminine things and yeah they were the things to him that to to him that like yeah, navigated it and he'd always, like, he had a lot of girlfriends at school, just kind of gravitated towards, like, he related to females more. Yeah, but just for him that was his little indicators, I guess. It's, it's mm. interesting. Like, it's – but then again, it's, like, kind of – well, we've always known, like, that we've, like, gravitated towards more girly things and, like, it's a, it's a, the same I don't know. Thing. I just – I've never had that inkling – well, I guess like it's it's like I think girls are pretty, yeah. but I don't want to kiss them. It's funny to think <laughs> though think how much of that I is like uh, genetics and how much of that is social conditioning. Yeah. Like, why can't straight boys play dress ups or play with bars? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I, I follow a lot of people, including I think I follow this influencer. She has a son, Pauline Sky oh, Whitley. This was actually another one. Oh. <laughs> um. Um, But I follow this influencer, uh, uh, Colleen, and she has a little son, Flynn. 
and she puts him in little dresses and he plays dress ups. And I remember someone commented, oh, how would your husband feel about that? And then the next video she posted was her husband also in a princess dress with mm. the son. And I thought that was just absolutely so she, cute. That's the thing is that if you're going to treat uh, boys and girls so differently, they're going to act really differently. If you're going to uh, treat boys as if, oh, you can get away with that because you're a boy, you can get away with being a bit macho or a bit um, aggressive because you're a boy, they're going to grow up to be mm. aggressive. Mm. You know, if you if you teach a girl from a young age she can be a pretty princess and just sit there and do nothing or just, you know, all she has to do is look pretty like a princess. Yeah. I do think it is gross when people talk about kids and sexuality. Like, yeah. you're a fucking kid, you know. You don't like, know yet. Like, I mean. Uh, just shut up. Just like, shut up, yeah. Stop sexualizing children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think we're going to jump into some fanfare questions now. Um, the first question we have, Rowdy, I think actually you would um, have your two cents in here. Um, so <laughs> I'll give them anyway. <laughs> I've realized that I'm bi and I want to come out to my parents and tell my friend I like her, but I don't know how. So what would some advice from you be for this girl here? Ooh. Um, it's it's a hard one. A bit of a hard one. I I feel like you. I think for the. the I think friend, telling your friend that you love them that's probably yeah. um a big leap to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you should probably uh have Tell a. Tell them you'll buy first. I think you should have a conversation with your family first. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then give yourself some time to like, come to terms with it. Uh, because mm. once you're like gay and out, it's different to being just like gay and yeah. in. You know. Yes. Yeah. Um. But I, I think I'd probably seek counsel from some other friends. Yeah. Or there's think, counseling services at school that are absolutely free. Or just like counsellors in like chat to some people about yeah, it before yeah. you um, tell someone that you love them. That's a big... That's yeah. a big step. But also it's like say say if she's feeling like the other girl is feeling the same way but doesn't want to say anything as well. Mm-hmm. Like say if you're kind of picking up vibes or something, you maybe like, I don't know, maybe you could ask about it or is I think, that taking I think, a leap of faith? I don't know from obviously like from my perspective um I've never had to do this before but I think maybe first coming out to your friend as bi um might be a good indicator for her and then uh, see what, waiting see what the a vibe while, is see what the vibe is see how yeah. she reacts. um maybe she might feel the same way um and you know not have been able to tell anyone and, and you've opened up and she feels safe too or maybe she'll tell you you know yeah like I'm straight and then um you know, it's a big thing coming, like yeah. telling your friend you like them. I've been in a situation where I've, I've liked one of my guy best friends and even telling him that is hard um, because it, it does ruin the friendship yeah, you if don't they don't feel the same. Yeah, you don't scare them away or something. It's nothing to do with gender, but it, it, it can ruin the friendship if they don't feel the same. Exactly, yeah. Um, and so I, think I think you want to protect yourself as well. Oh, like if sure. you're just coming out, you don't want to be like, you don't want to be ruining your like moment yeah. with a heartache. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's a good idea to come out first see how everyone reacts and feels and how you feel about it and then kind of uh, venture into that afterwards. And if people don't accept it, fuck them off. Yes. (laughs) Um, And we'll also put some support networks um, that you can head over to if you need some extra help. Q Life and Minus 18. They'll be in the show description. Uh, So we have another question. What are your favourite queer films and TV shows? You guys go first. <laughs> oh, do, do we what know do, yeah. what? What are they? No, oh, uh, I, I don't know. I loved Sex Education. Oh, oh yeah, great it's show. Not, it's not obviously it's not 
Okay. Obviously, it's not like um you know a queer show, but like it it's has a lot of, lot of themes. Yeah, it has a lot of themes in it, and I think it's amazing how it's so versatile and and it shows everyone. It's so mm-hmm. uh, diverse. I love that. Yeah, I agree. My favorite, one yeah. of my favorite shows, Drag Race. Ooh. I've never seen it. What? What about Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? The new one or the old one? Um, <laughs> I think I've only watched some of the old. Yeah, the old one's better. Okay. Yeah, right. but Anthony's hot. Yeah, he is. He's pretty cute. <laughs> um, there's a new show on Stan called It's a Sin, which is about the like AIDS epidemic oh. in the 80s, but it's like pretty intense. Right, okay. Um, is that a bit more educational? It's like the history told through a fictional story. Right, okay. Uh, or like through a drama story. Mm. I don't know. There's lots. Like especially around yeah. this time of year, like um, SBS On Demand always has like a queer collection of things that you can yeah. watch. It has like a lot of short films and stuff. Um, I just saw a film at the Mardi Gras Film Festival that was called Milk Water and it was about this woman who becomes a surrogate for this drag queen in New York. Oh, okay. A whole bunch of stuff, yeah, you know, wow. to, whatever you want. Shit. I feel like there's not enough movies out there that have, you know, the main character love story is a queer is a queer Yeah, couple. or they're always really bad. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast, Rowdy. No, thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 We do a little harmonise. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Gee Thanks is a Spotify original podcast hosted by Georgia and Lily Grace, created in collaboration with Amplify. Our executive producer for Spotify is Leah Harris, and for Amplify, our producer is Michelle Melky. Original music by Tamara Violet Partridge, and our show is recorded and mixed at Amplify Studios. Follow Follow and listen listen for free only on Spotify.